0: Mike Dudley joined as always by my co-host cohort and youngest brother MD3 Marcus Dudley checking in
1: on the YOU what is going on out there in podcast land we are broadcasting live from the whatcha been watching studios right here in Tallahassee Florida somewhere in the panhandle Kind of uh, Florida's a gun, kind of somewhere where that trigger would be in the old gunshine state. Uh, we also want to give a big shout out to our uh, plugs in the beginning. Uh, shout out to Kesta, always bright for always. the lovely, lovely intro music. It always, always puts us in a great mood. It's a banger. Yeah. Uh, you can always write us in at whatcha been watching podcast at gmail.com. And where else can they find us, my
0: brother? You can find us online at facebook.com slash Dudley Bros Podcast. Or, you know what? you out here washing windows for a dollar? Come find us in Baltimore. They call them squeegee boys. <laughs> We're out there in Florida. We call them nope.
1: <laughs> Michael was selling Vidalia onions <laughs> on the on the street corners the other That's day. Right.
0: Bag of five for six bucks. That's right.
1: Our grandfather used to eat Vidalia onions like freaking Raw. apples. Yeah, that like, was crazy. But anyways,
0: so what's been going on, man? Not much, brother. Not much. You know, life just keeps lifing on, and uh, here we are. World just keeps on spinning. Yep. Is that a Stewie uh, Stewie Griffin reference?
1: (laughs) Good call. I fucking love Family Guy. I've I've taken a break from it recently, but it's always been the rotation at any given day. All those adult animation shows.
0: Yeah, I had to take a break from that one for a while just because I had seen so many episodes, like, ad nauseum. I mean, just again and again and again and again and again, where I kind of just kind of had a, it had go away heat for me. I was just like, we need to separate for a while, but... I'm trying to get back into it. Yeah,
1: just start from uh, season one, man. That's
0: no. I want to start with some of the newer stuff just because I want to compare it to you know see how it stacks up. So, yeah, I've seen. Yeah, well, we've talked about it a bunch, but I think I like the early stuff better. But it it is what it
1: is. Yeah,
0: Well that's not. I haven't even asked that question yet. Well, so. <laughs> uh, anything else been going on though, man? That's it, brother. Just trying to make it happen. Trying to you know my ends don't meet, but they're they have a passing acquaintance. That's right. That's right. They do see <laughs> each other. Get a
1: sip of this water real quick. If you got something in front of you, go ahead and turn it up. That's right. We'll leave that in there just to let you know we ain't bullshitting. That's right. <laughs> well, we got an action-packed episode, so you just want to dive right into it? Let's do it, brother. What you Hit been me. watching, my brother? That's the million-dollar my, question.
0: My brother, I saw the uh, latest Five Nights at Freddy' movie. Oh you did? I did, yes sir. I am
1: not very familiar with the source material. I know it was a huge, huge, huge craze and it kinda passed me by, but
0: Yeah, it, admittedly I've played it literally less than a handful of times. I mean probably probably almost exactly one or two times I've played that game. But I, I don't know, man. Like can I just get into it? Can I Yeah, just... yeah, just go okay. ahead. Go ahead. I'm not worried about the plot line. I, yeah. I get, well, I, a sentient AI
1: brings animatronics to life at night and whatever. Well,
0: no, no. It's, That's it's not at all. No, it's, it's the spirits of mutilated and murdered children inhabit these animatronic creatures that come to life and kill intruders, and yet they want to recruit more kids to get murdered so they can have more friends. Huh. And then there's also. Uh, it looks like uh, it looks like Jack Quaid, but it's not. It's like Wish Jack Quaid, but I can't think of the actor's name. Anyway, uh, he's also trying to find his kidnapped brother from like twenty years ago, and even and even at the risk of like alienating his new sister, who's like twelve, and. He does this by trying to take a bunch of drugs to, like, relive his dreams and active, like... Like, he's an active dreamer, and so he relives the day that his brother got kidnapped over and over and over again, looking for any details he can to help uncover the, the clues. Yeah, that's a weird pivot they didn't need to make. Yeah, yeah. So, like... Okay, like I said, I've only played the game a handful of times. But in that time like i don't remember looking for dead kids and stuff like it was literally like you're staring at a computer monitor and the power keeps going out so you can only look at monitors for a certain length of time and it's like it's like red light green light but with like murderous animatronic animals right like if the camera's on them they have to stop but then the second you look away from them they're they're allowed to advance or whatever so you're constantly trying to keep them at bay by like switching between cameras and finding them as quickly as possible and there was none of that in the movie. Not, like <laughs> n- none. Like they show a computer monitor and he sits at it, and then he immediately takes his drugs and goes to sleep. And I'm like, that was the movie right there. That was uh, that. That was that. That was where you jump into this whole thing at 45 minutes into the movie. Jesus.
1: Yeah. No, I know some people that uh, are diehard fans of the source material, and they were pretty disappointed in it. But again, I have no reverence for it. But. Um, outside of the plot, like what? Take, just take me there. Just go on it, because again, I got no reference for this one. So take me there. Paint the picture.
0: As far as plot goes, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, not in terms of plot. Like, how'd you feel about it? Like, was it enjoyable? Even it is the most boring movie about child murder I've ever seen in my life.
1: <laughs> How many movies about child
0: murder you watch? I mean, I enough? don't. Wanna, I don't want to say a lot, but you know, enough my fair share. Yeah, you know, yeah. enough where I can differentiate. Like, this is a bad child murder movie. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's literally a dude going to sleep and trying to inceptionize his dream so that he can find clues to rescue his brother, who by the way is very dead at this point. Like, I don't know if you know anything about missing kids, but like, if they don't find you in the first like three days, you ain't getting found.
1: Yeah, for for the most part, there's a couple exceptions. I know they found Maddie's killer eventually, the the girl that was kidnapped or whatever. But uh, I mean. It does happen, but yeah.
0: I mean, at best, you... Like, best case scenario is you get locked in a basement for 15 years. Like, that's best case scenario, you know? Like... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And even then, yeah. Sorry, what were we talking about? Uh, Five Nights (laughs) at Freddy's. Five Nights (laughs) at Freddy's. Yeah, it's just... It's boring, and it has nothing to do with the source material. Matthew Lillard shows up. Spoiler alert. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, but... I mean, even he can't save the, this movie. Like he does <laughs> a tour, he does a tour de force. But is it like just bad script, or is it just bad execution? Is it just doesn't know what it's
1: trying to be? Is it, it like just, it's not it's, scary and it's supposed to be scary? Is it's it...
0: all of the above? Yeah, yeah. Like the 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 plot is real hackneyed. Like he meets this cop lady who shows up and like she seems to know about everything that's going on at Freddy's, but he never asks. Like sits down and asks her, like, "Hey, you seem to know a whole lot. So like, why is that like?" He just sort of allows her allows her to give him like piecemeal information as the plot allows, and I'm like, no one would talk like that this the second the animatronics went weird, and she was like, "Oh yeah, it happens sometimes. you'd be like, "Wait, what the fuck?
1: yeah, for real, <laughs>
0: like hold on now, have some of this soda from nineteen eighty and let's sit down and discuss a few things
1: yeah, like where is there a room that they can't kill us in? Okay, let's go there and figure this out exactly obviously there wouldn't be a movie, but
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. and then. Yeah, just the rules are never clear. There's... there's, And even, like, it does a bad job on on the gore in terms of, like... Like, they show blood, but it's not visceral. It's not gory. They'll do the thing where, like, you know... The animatronic bears lunging into somebody, and then they'll do a close up on their eye, on on the guy's eyes, and they go real wide. And then there's a splash of blood that goes across his forehead, and you're like, oh, okay. Or like they'll show someone getting torn in half in like a silhouette on the wall or something like. Is that. Is it PG thirteen? I think it's R.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, lean into the they hard say R. Fuck though. a lot. So. Oh, well, then yeah, lean into the hard R then.
0: Yeah, I, but I I don't know. I I think it's it's a. I don't know. It might be PG thirteen. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not. I'm just not sure. I, yeah.
1: I feel like it was R, but again,
0: like, I don't if you're know. gonna do a horror movie like that, that's like, based on like, and the the whole game was based on ambiance and and like the the concept of a ticking clock in terms of like, oh, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. And the whole deal is you have to do five rounds, you know, one for each night, and each night they get faster and faster and faster and faster, and then there's more and more and more of them. And so like, there was none of that. There was no like, he just kind of wanders in to work sometimes, and like. His sister's hanging out with the animatronic bear and bunny, and he, she's just like, these are my friends. And he's like, did not expect to see that today. And doesn't just turn around and walk out and be like, we're leaving now, sweetheart. Like, this is not a place we need to be. I don't fucks with magic. I don't fucks with that at all. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. So like, Just kind of misses the mark just in terms of... In, in almost every category that matters, yeah.
1: Yeah, I wanted to see it just because, I mean, again, I, I just always kind of appreciated the lore of it. Like, I always thought, like, oh, what an interesting concept. Like, the world seems to be pretty cool, um, especially any kind of video game stuff like that. Like, I, I'm, I'm familiar enough with it to, like, always kind of see it, like, I would read Pretty avid reader of like video game review magazines right. back when those were a thing back in the day. <laughs> What's a magazine? Yeah, I know. I know. So I was like, I always try to keep up with it. And I remember thinking, like, man, like, this is so popular. And I always kind of like remember seeing the animatronics and like, oh, this looks cool. So I was kind of hoping that in the movie would at least kind of capture some of that. And I like, I think the aesthetics of it look kind of cool, at least from the trailer, but I guess they don't really put it all together from what it sounds nope. like I'm hearing. Not at all. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Are the. Is there any, like, one animatronic that kind of stands out as, like, oh, that's the
0: Valkyrie reward kind of thing? Or? Oh, no. They're all completely interchangeable. there's oh, really? No, yeah. There's no... Oh, that sucks. There's no rhyme. Or, like, none of... It's not like one has a special power. Like, they, they do focus on Freddy a lot more just because he's the titular he's character. The bear, right? Right. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, but, I mean, you could interchange them with any one of them. Like, the only one that really has a special power is there's a little, like, clown ball thing that they send into the vent. And, like, he's the only one that's has any sort of, like, differentiating... Like, there's... That's the only thing that makes him different than any of the other ones. Oh. And he's only in the movie for, like, two minutes. Oh. So... Well, that's kind
1: of weak then. Yeah. 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 I just thought, like, maybe they had, like, a gimmick. Like, oh, this is the... I'm just picking a random animal. This is the bunny, and it's, like likes to talk like in this voice and then it's like or you know... it's faster than the yeah others. it's faster or, than or the, yeah, it had...
0: stronger or the fox is more cruel or, or some... one of them
1: likes to crack wise and the other yeah. one likes to this boop, 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 boop. yeah like, but <laughs> no if it's just robot a b c yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah I'll, it... I'll, I'll, well i'll check it out when it comes to streaming but yeah
0: i mean the good news is it's it's only like i want to say like a hundred minutes so it's it's just yeah, barely over an hour and a half you're in you're out it's good
1: yeah i can deal with that i yeah. can deal with that i'm sure i'll probably see it at some point but or i say that but then i still haven't seen gladiator so
0: <laughs> what do i know about shit ever i will say of the two if you're gonna watch one of the two go with gladiator <laughs> i don't know <laughs> trust me
1: somebody's like you know it's not historically accurate i'm like you know I don't give yeah, a no shit. shit no shit i <laughs> wanted that pick up an encyclopedia so what else you been watching my brother or no do you want to review it
0: first yeah, I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give it one wasted Matthew Lillard cameo.
1: Oh, uh, was actually gonna be like I will give Five Nights at Freddy's, two nights at Freddy's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been it.
0: <laughs> Take two, we'll fix it in the post.
1: <laughs> oh well, shit! What else you been watching, my brother?
0: Uh, after that, I watched uh, the old 1990. God, this would have been 1995. Sabrina, the teenage witch movie.
1: I don't even think I've ever seen that. It a Clo- um, from Clarissa Explains It All, Melissa Joan Hart, you talking it, about?
0: It is. It's, and I thought that it was the the TV show was coming on. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this TV show. And then the movie star I was like, wait, I don't know this at all. And Liz was like, yeah, this is the movie that the TV show was based on. I was like, wait a minute. So this is the movie that they then made, Melissa Joan Hart TV show? And she's it, like, yeah, dummy. I was like. Well, fuck me for not paying attention to Harvey comics or whatever Archie <laughs> comics or whatever the fuck it is.
1: Yeah, I remember it was a comic book at one point, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, she goes to yeah, she goes to Riverdale. So it's it's she'd be an Archie comic. She hangs out with, with that guy. Jughead in the, right. the crew. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, but uh, but was uh Melissa Joan Hart in the movie as yes. well? Oh she was oh wow. Yeah. Huh.
0: Yeah. The 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 ants are different. They 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 have the different actresses for the for the for the Lady, the, the witches that teach her that she's a witch and whatever, whatever, you know.
1: Yeah, what was the cat's name? Salem. Salem. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking Artemis. I was like, that's Sailor Moon and Luna. Yep. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's like a different, different set of cats, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it was so I was blown away. It was just it was wild seeing like <laughs> you just signed up for one
0: thing and you're like, oh, not what I was expecting, but let's roll with it. But I mean, like almost, I mean, it's it's in the same vein, you know. It's it's not my you know, it's not my usual flavor, of bur- or not the <laughs> bourbon I was expecting, but, you know, it's good. It's fine. Uh, Yeah, it was, I don't know, it was interesting. It was extremely dated and, like... 90s low budget? Kind like of. Like a Nickelodeon movie? I don't think so. I don't think so. Think yeah,
1: because when the... What was the TV show on? Was it on... I think it was on, like, NBC or something. Was it on something. WB or...
0: Yeah, oh, w, if, that would have made sense. It, it probably was the WB. Yeah. Yeah. Duba, 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 WB. <laughs> yeah, I like Michigan J-Frog. <laughs> uh,
1: no, because I remember her from Clarissa Explains It All. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. That, was, that show was pretty good, actually. Yeah. Back when they – for those of us that are old enough to remember, they used to have something – it was Nick at Night kind of became something different. But on Saturday nights, they had something called Snick, and it was Saturday Night is Cool Kids. <laughs> and this was right. like – kind of the original a little bit adult swim light not certainly as um out there humor but they would do um
0: I mean definitely definitely geared towards a younger crowd like like a adults, teenage crowd a, yeah yeah, yeah like, this is a teenage crowd definitely sure, like full.
1: it was like yeah but they had a show called like are you afraid of the dark mm-hmm. which there was uh what was the the name of this the group that got together, the, the Midnight, Midnight Society. Midnight Society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Midnight Society. Submitted for your
0: approval by the Midnight
1: Society. And they would get around and tell scary stories. And yeah. that show was dope, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, had they had Roundhouse, which is just like Soul Train, but it was just people dancing. That's right. Oh, I forgot about uh, they Roundhouse. Would sometimes interject it with like. Yeah, they had all skits. that. All that and Keenan and Kel. Kenan and Kel, that's which right. Which I actually really want to watch the new Good Burger movie, which I'm not sure. like. Yeah. I'm not an avid fan of like Good Burger one, but. All that and Keenan and Kel was our shit,
0: dude. Like, that was our SNL. That gave us like, yeah, Kel Thompson and Keenan Mitchell. Wait, yeah, yeah,
1: okay, yeah. 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 Keenan, <laughs> Keenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Josh and uh, uh, Lori Pete, Beth Dinberg. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Ear boy and Bag and Sagan Barry. That's right. And uh, God, when, what was his
0: name? Josh Lynn.
1: Lind- yeah, Josh. I, I I know you're talking about yeah. We'll Google it later. But, yeah, the cast of all that had some hitters back in the day, man. And then they had the kid from Pete and Pete on there later. Oh, that's uh, right. He yeah. joined at the end. Uh, Danny,
0: uh, what's his name? Yeah. Uh, Danny Boyle.
1: Danny Badadouchi. That's
0: right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, yeah, they had something called Saturday Night is Cool Kids. And i that's why I was associating that with um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but I don't think it was on there. And then no. eventually they started playing um, – Ren and Stimpy on there too That's right At some point Yeah Because so, yeah. they were like Maybe we should not air this At 2 o'clock on a school day <laughs> So they started playing Ren and Stimpy And then um, eventually Ren and Stimpy Got moved over to MTV And they would play Ren and Stimpy Beavis and Butthead The Max That's
0: right All sorts of other that shit That was man. A Liquid TV Yeah man yeah, That's man. right That's right So, thank so
1: anyway you, Thank you Viacom For owning all that same <laughs> shit CBS companies uh, But now We were saying about Sabrina the Teenage Witch
0: Yeah It's, it's complicated Because like On the one hand it is a very like cutesy story about like oh I'm a witch now and trying to develop my powers and become the most popular girl girl in school and I really want to win over uh you know the the boy I like who incidentally played by young Ryan Reynolds. It is no shit. Oh hilarious! From two girls, a guy in a pizza place. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds? his big
1: claim to fame. Yeah,
0: so we remember that.
1: I remember he was Dude, in waiting also
0: before before he got the veneers with a penis haircut. Really? Yes, sir. I mean,
1: that was probably hot as shit back then. <laughs> yeah, with the bowl cut.
0: That's right. I rocked
1: a bowl cut for years, so I can't no, say that. No, no, it was
0: the wavy hair that like, you split down the middle, but it comes like right to the bottom of your ears, and like when you stand against the wall, you look like a dick.
1: Yeah, that was um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt had that yes! haircut. And I had that haircut, and I was often compared to Joseph Gordon-Levitt from Third Rock from the Sun. Big shout out to you. Much taller. Yeah, well, at the time I wasn't, but <laughs> <laughs> now I am. But no, I didn't know Ryan Reynolds. I
0: had zero idea. Yeah, and uh, let's see. Who else is in there? Tyler Labine how big, is in there. How big was Ryan Oh, shit. That's Ryan Reynolds' moment. Huge. Did it huge. sound just like I just it, did? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who Who else? Labine? Tyler Labine from uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil.
1: I don't know that and,
0: one. And uh, uh, what was it? The the Kevin Smith joint with uh, Reaper. I don't know that one. Never mind. So.
1: No. Nope. Don't know that one. Kevin Smith directed Reaper? Or he produced it or something? He Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that one. I'm out of the Kevin Smith loop on there.
0: It's all right. It's a pretty fun show. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So oh, that was the
1: ill fated one that only lasted like a season or two?
0: Yeah, they got like four episodes.
1: Oh right yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And I do know what she's talking about. I thought it was about some movie or something. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm.
0: Yeah, uh so on the one hand it's a really like cutesy coming of age story, like you know, oh, I'm a witch. And then, of course, there's the metaphor of, like, growing up as a girl and, like, coming into womanhood. And your and body's
1: going through changes. And then
0: there's this really dark undertone of, like...
1: People trying to burn her out of stake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It doesn't get that graphic. Although that would have been a much better movie. I would watch the fuck out of that Sabrina the teenage witch. Like, <laughs> she's 16, strap her to the fire! And she's like, I cast you all! She's
1: 16 and can do
0: math. <laughs> Did I catch you trying to read? Right, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so there's also this really dark undertone of, like, like in a weird way, like, the first time a, a girl becomes sexualized and, like, looked at by men by, like, ooh, there's kind of, like, something going on there. You know what I mean? Like, at a young age, you know? Like, like women go through this thing where where they're little girls, little girls, little girls, and then all of a sudden, men start to look at them differently. Right. You know? And so there's a dark undertone of that as well. Also coupled with like incel best friend behavior that works out in the end. And I'm
1: like, (laughs) hold on. What do you mean by incel?
0: So her best friend, Harvey is kind of
1: glossed over that one. yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Her best friend, Harvey, uh, is, you know, always on her side. She's, she's not necessarily the loser in school, but she's lower on the totem pole in terms of the social hierarchy. Um, But he's very clearly in love with Sabrina and is just hanging out to be like, maybe one day she'll see my value and then she'll be all mine and she'll recognize what a good guy I am and how loyal I was. And then it works out like that. And I was like, that's why I was fucked up with relationships for a long time because of movies like this. Yeah, no,
1: that was uh, my game for a lot of time in life. Yeah.
0: Although, I don't know.
1: Yes and no. But yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Though It doesn't pan out that way. Like, realistically.
0: And it shouldn't pan out that way. And like, I was sold a bill of false goods and like (laughs) this movie owes me a lot of relationship time, son. I fucked up a lot of stuff. People
1: wonder why it's like we talk about movies and and they're like, Well, all the things you could talk about on your podcast, why movies? Michael just explained it. (laughs) That's a microcosm. We put so much faith into this shit as kids and youth growing up. But
0: in the movies
1: No wonder we're like still talking about it to this day. (laughs) Fucking forty years old.
0: be a nice guy and smile and just be there for her and listen to her problems. And then one day, one day, she'll fall in love with me. Yeah.
1: Friend zone. <clears throat> yeah, that ain't gonna happen.
0: I think of you like a brother. Like an incest brother? <laughs> or like, I mean. Like a really sexy kind of brother. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it doesn't pan out that way all too <laughs> often. And it shouldn't because you shouldn't. No. Treat no. people as... When you're
1: young, though, I a mean... A goal, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, when you're young, it's... Especially when you're coming in at the age... I certainly wouldn't do it nowadays, like, now that I'm an adult. Like, I'm either interested in you and I'm going to let it be known pretty pretty quickly. Not immediately, but pretty quickly. Or it's going to be, like, you're just a friend. And that's and that's cool. But yeah. yeah, it's But, yeah, when I was young and you have no game and you're kind of coming in your own as well, you're like, I really like spending time with you and I don't want to jeopardize that. But, like, <laughs> I also... Think I might love you? <laughs> <laughs> so don't get caught slipping, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> That's
0: right. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. This is anyway, just... Sabrina,
1: we're way off Sabrina on our tangential yeah. fucking... So,
0: yeah. So, I don't know. It's 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 a fun movie. The messages definitely don't pass whatever, like, Bechdel tests would apply today. But, I don't know. For a movie that looks like it was made by mtv for the cw what did you expect you know yeah that crowd definitely they just took a new
1: network from like that era of like that aspect of saturday night is cool kids Uh and they're just like now we're just gonna make a network on it yeah it's gonna call be called the cw that's it pretty much our flagship show for years is gonna be sexy vampires yeah and uh smallville
0: (laughs) that's right that's right
1: and all the t- on all the Bruce Timm cartoons on Saturday. That's right. That was pretty much it. That's it. So, but yeah. No, I, I, man. I never really got into the show. Like, I remember seeing it. But they kind of changed it to, like, a humorous, like, sitcom. Oh, yeah. Because I it, remember they it brought was... it back later on NBC, and it was like. Oh, yeah. It the cat was, was like, yeah, that's dumb, dumb. Like, always talking shit. Like, I kicked that cat. <laughs> <laughs> Only because he was magic. I wouldn't kick a real cat. But he, could, <laughs> he could avoid it. I don't promote animal cruelty. But magic cats,
0: gotta go. <laughs> Talk to me like I'm stupid. See who gets Biddles in their bowl tonight. <laughs> Not you. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you planning on cleaning your own litter box later? Because uh, that's... Li- Why don't you use some of that magic spell you got and stop shitting in my house? Yeah, he did talk a lot of shit in that show. <laughs> I do remember that part. That cat talked a lot hey, of shit. You want to keep your balls? I think so, huh, right? You know I got the vet on speed dial right now. We can go today. Yeah. The other thing about Melissa... Stop in my house. Stop my house.
1: The other thing about Melissa Joan Hart is she was also in a show, the one I brought up earlier, Clarissa Explains It All. That was like her first kind of big claim to fame, mm-hmm. at least that I know. Think thing about that show, Michael, she didn't really explain that much. Mm-mm. I thought that I was going to get answers to life. I did not. No. I did no. not. So maybe yeah, that's why course. I never really got into Sabrina. I'm like, this bitch lied to me once. <laughs> I, won't, I bet she ain't even really magic. I won't, I won't <laughs> sign up for this again. She didn't explain shit to me. Still walked away confused about how to navigate my budding romances. <laughs>
0: Also, who, who just lets a random boy bring a ladder up to their window? Like, just come on in. Like, hi, Clarissa. Like, motherfucker, that's breaking and entering.
1: <laughs> yeah, with a teenage daughter,
0: that ain't happening. You know, my dad's armed, right? Right, like, right. <laughs> we do live in Florida.
1: Yeah, no, it ain't happening.
0: <laughs> you want to get some buckshot to your ass? Well,
1: Chappelle says, like Chappelle says, he says, uh, after that, my shotgun is Jamaican buckshot, buckshot. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, But anyways, back to... um, Clarissa. Clarissa, or... We're talking two different subjects. Or uh, (laughs) Sabrina
0: the Teenage Witch. Yeah, so... I don't know. It's just... It's weird, like... It's this weird coming-of-age story, but also kind of the first time a woman is sexualized like especially Melissa Joan Hart who I mean at this point was maybe 15 making 16 17 maybe making the movie like there's no way she was above 18 making this movie but like they have a montage where like they her and her and her loser friend get invited to go to a pool party so there's a montage of them like trying on bathing suits and bikinis and stuff like that she must have been 18 for this
1: and playing 15
0: I I don't know dude either way, either that's here nor there but like the soundtrack is, like, the lyrics are, I wrote these down. She's so sexy, she got personality.
1: It's pretty uh, surface-level lyrics and kind of conflicting in the same way.
0: Right? While they're showing Melissa, Joe, and Hart being, like, doing twirls and stuff. And, like, how about this one? And this one? Or this one? Yeah.
1: His poor friend's just sitting there being tortured.
0: Like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It was uh, her, different, her, her girlfriend. And... Yeah, oh, no, I love no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, sorry. I feel
1: like I've seen this movie before, actually. like I'm, I would almost bet money I have.
0: Have you seen every teenage drama in the
1: mid-90s? No, I just mean f- specifically this one, but yeah. Right. I'm right. sure it hits the same beats. But anyways, keep going. You were saying uh, they they showcase her as a sex symbol at a at what you feel is too young an age as she parades about in skimpy outfits. I
0: mean, it's just very conflicting message in terms of, like, the powers within you and, like, you don't necessarily need to be magical to be a a, a good person or a full person or or like the 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 magic you have is not what makes you stand out it's you kind of thing but then also like montage teenage girls in bikinis montage and then ryan reynolds plays the the jock that that she wants and whatever like he's the the cool cat in school whatever and he takes her to lookout point and they literally do the thing where they drive past the sign and they crossed out lookout and wrote uh make, make out, out point oh, nice. yeah nice uh and then proceeds to get how do i put this very aggressive <laughs> um i'm not
1: laughing at that is michael was struggling
0: <laughs> he's I, I i wrote down three r's and it's ryan reynolds is the first and third and then the there's an adjective one. in the middle yeah. yeah I got you I got Rhymes you. with grape. yeah yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah he gets really sexually aggressive I mean like intently like you don't want to be a loser do you like I just feel so special about you and she's very clearly like no 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 like <laughs> kicking him in the face like trying to boot away and he's like oh come on baby and I'm like I don't want to see this right now like yeah, can we- <laughs> go to a we different just, scene can we just not watch? deadpool get aggressive with clarissa that'd be great
1: yeah that'd be really (laughs) yeah it's so weird how that was just like a thing come on baby don't you no i said no i want to go home and
0: it's like oh but you're like the social peer pressures of like yeah and i can tell you as someone who tried that many times it never worked out it never played out the way you think it is she gets really (laughs) mad and insists that she go home yeah you're like all right i'll drive yeah (laughs) can i call you no no <laughs> oh
1: man, our trauma. Yeah, is come
0: just... on, baby. Really isn't a good.
1: <laughs> no, come on, baby. Yeah, no, they always do it in some weird, like, yeah. I mean, it's gaslighting. Ultimately, I mean, yeah. it's it's nagging, whatever you want to call it. But uh, it's, yeah. So it's, come on. Oh, don't you want to be cool? Don't you want to? Yeah. I, I I was I don't. They always said you were lame, and I thought I told him you weren't, but yeah. And then he goes back to some other his other hot cheerleader girlfriend mm-hmm. who's willing to give him a handy or something like that.
0: It... Like you've seen the movie before. Probably. I'm just yeah. guessing. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Poor Ryan Reynolds. Glad he's changed. I'm sure it was a documentary yeah, me of his too. real life. Apparently, he got married to Scarlett Johansson at some point.
0: Blake Lively. Blake Lively at some point. <laughs> no, Scarlett Johansson is Colin fucking Jost. No, no. They were married. Were they? Yeah. Thousand, thousand percent. Thousand percent accurate on this one. I no watched that tape. I'm not going to yeah.
1: lie. Yeah. 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 It's a different podcast altogether. <laughs> a very seductive <laughs> <laughs> with the blankets pulled up what you've been
0: watching uh, put anyway. on the red lights oh man um, so do you want to review it or you got more on it or uh i'm gonna give it let's see i will give clarissa the teenage witch one magical 16th birthday
1: well done pretty
0: favorable review yeah, yeah. it sounds like it took you took it down memory lane a little bit a little bit it was you know so, yeah, it was well, all right
1: well hey uh, yeah, don't be like Ryan Reynolds. Don't be the school jock that's pushy. Don't be that guy. <laughs> and also don't be the, the simp either. Don't don't be that guy right, either. Right. It doesn't pan out either way. There's a happy medium. Just do you. Right. and Whatever. It's my advice. But I don't know shit about nothing.
0: <laughs> Love you, Angie. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
1: what else have you been watching, my guy?
0: Let's see. After that, I uh, watched a, another uh, childhood classic, uh, one of my favorites from from... Uh, my own personal cinema history, The Last Unicorn. You fucking love this movie. I do. Yeah. Well, tell us all about it, Michael. Uh, produced by Rankin and Bass. It's the same company that did the uh, the animated Hobbit movie from back in the day. But they also did the claymation, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeers, Frost and the Snowman, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like, so all the holiday classics that you know. This was their foray into like actual cinema and stuff like that.
1: Like actual cinema of the
0: claymations, like, hey man, fuck you. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm something joking beyond yeah, joke. something beyond like to be shown in theaters beyond you no, know, just you. the the, the, the television seasonal stuff. I just uh, picture some poor
1: worker taking ten thousand photographs of a little toy rando, being like, Hey man, fuck you. I <laughs> made <laughs> a Christmas classic. Yeah, go fuck you, I made Heat Miser, go fuck yourself. What <laughs> yeah. did you do with your life? Yeah, for real.
0: You have any fucking misfit toys <laughs> that are on the cutting room floor? Hey, you like that? You like that water gun that squirts jelly? That was my idea. Oh, my idea. I almost said a bad word. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. We're trying to limit the swear words now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to
0: reel it into PG thirteen. Trying to work on some monetization for you. Yeah, f- adoring fans, you legions, you said, <laughs> <for during> fans. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, plowing ahead. Uh, yeah. So uh,
1: I know you do. You're a big fan of this movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, basically the plot line is a unicorn discovers that she is the last unicorn and goes on a quest to sort of rescue her sisters and brothers and stuff like that. Um, beautiful animation, uh, voices by Angela Lansbury. Uh, or wait, is it Angela Lansbury?
1: I don't know. You're you're on an island right now, pal. Oh
0: man. Now I'm gonna sound like an asshole. Go ahead. What anyway. podcast are we? Uh on? Mia Farrow, uh Jeff uh Jeff Bridges. God, who else is in this? Um Christopher Lee plays the bat, plays the the, the evil king. Okay. I mean, it's it's just an all-star cast of Danny um, Bonaduce. Danny Bonaduce <laughs> is in there. I think I heard Seal. Yeah. All right. uh, I just left uh,
1: throwing random shit in there. <laughs> I mentioned him earlier. <laughs> Got <laughs> so, a callback. Yeah. Go uh,
0: so yeah, so like on the way, she meets uh, she meets uh, 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 the wandering wizard Schmendrick. She meets uh, uh, Mary, the 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 serving wench. She she, I mean, all sorts of adventures where she gets captured and puts in a circus show of, of of carnival freaks like a manticore and a griffin and a harpy and like all sorts of cool stuff. I mean. Just classic children's like adventure story and so beautifully well done. The entire uh soundtrack is done by Air Supply.
1: I don't even know who that is.
0: It's one of those old like prog rock bands like Tangerine Dream or or like Boston or or gotcha, gotcha, you know, gotcha. Like, like that kind of thing. Just like real like Tony, Tony music.
2: Oh, yeah, I gotcha,
0: you know, that kind I of gotcha. stuff, you know, yeah.
1: Again, a movie I know I've seen because you rented that Legend and the Jerk. I think on your sixteenth birthday,
0: that makes sense. I think so. That sounds like a eclectic so. enough pick that I would do.
1: Yeah. So wasn't sixteenth, it was one of them. But I thought yeah. it was. But either way, yeah. Go ahead. But
0: yeah, I mean,
1: I I, I don't know. Just it, it's beautiful because it's. I mean, I know people. That absolutely, I mean, grown men, grown women, that absolutely fucking adore this movie. Yeah. Like, what do you think separates this? Like, is it just the tale of like you just never seen anything like it before? Is it something that just is endearing to you? Like, what aspect of it makes it above the rest? Because they're like, again, it has a huge cult following.
0: I mean, again, I it's done by. I think the animation is great. Again, it's Rankin and Bass, the same guys that you've seen the animated Hobbit movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, it's it's exactly that that style of animation. Um... The, the the character work is is amazing everybody has everybody that the the unicorn meets and has their own character arc where, where they they go on their own developmental journey and sort of learn and grow and progress and you get a, a real sense of who they are um i think the villain is is really terrifying in a, in a certain way that there's two villains there's uh king uh i want to say it's Hadrick or, or Hendrick or something like that.
1: Christopher Lee's character?
0: Yeah, Christopher Lee's character, who's just this old miser who his kingdom has fallen away, his wife has died, he's disappointed in his son, the prince, and so, like, he's basically decided that he wants to eliminate all beauty from the world. Damn. And so he sends this mythical fiery red bull to go gather up all the unicorns and drive them into the sea near his castle. And like... There's this really great animation sequence where he, he's talking to the unicorn after she's become a human she becomes human at some point sorry um, and he's explaining to her that like he can see them in the sea foam and and they're they're, they're rushing towards the shore and then they run back because they know the bull is waiting in the caves below for them if they should ever venture too near. And there's this beautiful animation sequence of the waves crashing over the beach and roaring in and then they run back and their horses running back, you know, like, Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's just, it's stuff like that. Just this beautiful, magical, like the symmetry of the story and the, the animation and, um, just sort of everything gelling together in this, in this wondrous tale that like, yes, it is very much like the hero's journey. Like it hits every plot point, but I had, I had, I had never seen that hero's journey before. Does that make sense?
1: No, I got you. It sounds like, in a, in a weird way, if I may, um, put my own in my own words. It sounds like it kind of you're saying it like fires on all cylinders in the terms of like yeah. the world is believable. The art, the art is do- is is well done. Like mm-hmm. the actual drawings themselves, the concepts of what they're drawing of horses crashing in and running away like it just kind of fires on all cylinders the biggest thing with stuff like that is like is the world believable can I can I get into the the actual the nuts and bolts of what you're selling me in terms of sure. like the fantasy aspect you know with like with Star Wars we buy that there's these Jedi Knights and they have this and you're like cool that's what makes this unique and like same kind of thing with this in terms oh, of yeah. voice acting just kind of but yeah I, I gotcha I gotcha so firing on all cylinders yeah. I like it I like it Re- very rarely does something do that where it kind of hits all the notes even if it for me, like if something is like you said, like the hero story, if it is formulaic, like that's cool. But like if you're gonna do it, use that as the floor. You know, right? Like exactly. for example, like you can still have incredible highs, but if your floor is is stable, it's like pizza. Like it's hard to fuck up. You know what I mean? Like unless you do it Chicago style, <laughs> it's called a casserole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. That that's my analogy. It's like pizza. It's like right. bad bad pizza still better than most bad food, you sure. know. Sure. But and but so. you have
0: but, there, the, but there's a certain basis to it. You got to have the dough, a straight, right. you got to have the sauce, you got to have the cheese and then like after that it's just sort of like right, you're a, yeah. whatever you can add on to it, but you got to have that that yeah. that solid foundation of like this is how a pizza is done, you know. Right. Yeah, so I got gotcha. you.
1: Yeah, man, cuz like I said I know a fucking grown ass men and women that are really into the last unicorn. Yeah, it's... And there's like, it, that's one of the as somebody who used to follow this shit really Way more than I should. I was really into release dates of DVDs and, like, oh, this is coming to Blu ray. Like, even when I stopped buying Blu rays, I was still kind of in tune with it Mm -hmm. more than I should care to admit. And I remember that's one of the few movies that's already, like, really there's a big deal when it comes out on, like, 4K. Right. And, like, every time they re release it, like, people are always like, yo, what's up with that last unicorn? And it sells well enough that it merits it making it to the next. Right, uh, right. platform with pretty good production quality. Right, like, hey, cool. we got
0: to re-release this in, like, two years, right?
1: Yeah, because then you still get special features. There's right. always, like, here's a special edition version of this with probably the same stuff, but just on a new instead or, of it being...
0: Well, they'll chop up the, the special features, and you, you buy one version, and it's got a certain set of special features. You buy another version, it's got right, a certain right. set. Of, and then later, they'll combine certain special features and eliminate others, and then so, like, you never get the full, like... Yeah. The, 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 you never get... The full everything. They're they're always leaving something off because they have to give you something else in the new version that they're going to release down the line.
1: No, and I get that. I'm just... My point was, is like from VHS you could probably get one oh it has a making of at the end of it and then yeah. you know on DVD it was like oh and then you get this and then you get the master DVD and then you're like oh we gotta get it on Blu-ray and then Blu-ray has right. it the and commentary then, yeah and, the, and then it's the 4K they just keep finding the- a way to update it so that's how you know typically a movie um, does pretty well with cult followings like Big Lebowski's another one sure yeah. there's fucking like 9,000 versions of that movie right, because right. people will gobble that shit up any anything that gets a Criterion collection, they kind of knock it out of the park on the first one. Like, Criterion collections are the shit. Like, yeah,
2: <laughs> they so kind of are.
1: They're like, oh, well, I don't really need, necessarily need a, another edition of this. So, But, I don't know, that was a weird tangent to go off it's on. Right. But, yeah. but I'm just, it's just my measuring stick of, like, you know, a weird one for me of, like, you can tell this movie's got legs, so. Yeah, yeah.
0: if you have not seen it, and, and I think, you and I don't, yeah. you know, I don't often say this, like, just flatly like you would very much like this movie. Like I know again,
1: I know I've seen it. I undoubtedly in my mind, I've seen it because I know miss Debbie likes that movie. I know you like that movie and I know that you rented it on one of your birthdays. Mm -hmm. And I remember people were bitching about the fact that you rented the jerk. Um, or was that a different time?
0: No, no, that was... Yeah,
1: yeah. same one, yeah, because you were in a Legend, The Jerk, and, and you ended up watching The Last Unicorn as well. Mm-hmm. And people were like, this, the jerk's not funny. And Michael's like, it's fucking classic. Bye. I remember, I, I couldn't get into Legend, I've seen Legend once in my life, and that shit's boring as hell to me. What? Yeah, I can't fuck with Legend. Tim Curry's the devil. Yeah, I, I get it, but I can't fuck with Legend. <sighs> yeah, but that's a whole, that's a different podcast. Okay. So, that'd just be the hater-ass Huey. We need to do a hater-ass yes. Huey when we just shit on the movies that other people like.
0: <laughs> that would be a great episode. <laughs>
1: Coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, what would you rate The Last Unicorn?
0: Uh, I'm going to give it all the ranking and best.
1: Oh, nice. Nice work. That's a fucking really favorable review. <laughs> so, um, what else, man? Anything else on the list? Or? Let's
0: see. After that, I watched. Uh, oh, oh. I watched a classic the other day Tim Burton's Mars Attacks.
1: I think we talked about that before, but I'll gladly talk Mars Attacks. If we can talk Adam's family more than once, we can talk Mars Attacks sure, more sure. than once.
0: Yeah. I just, I mean, the the sheer amount of star power in that movie. Jack Nicholson has dual roles. You get uh, uh, Annette Benning, you get Jim Brown, you get uh, Pam Greer, Ray J of Kim, Kim Kardashian, Kardashian fame. fame. Yeah. <laughs> He's in that? He is. He plays one of the, the little kids. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what's his name that just passed away? Jim Brown was in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim Yeah, rest Brown, in yeah. peace, Jim Brown. Yeah, 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 And Danny DeVito and Tom Jones and... Yeah, there's a lot. It's a... Uh, Sarah... Uh, no, the, the... other... Uh, no, not Sarah Jessica Parker.
1: No, she's in it, but... Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: she plays one of the horses. <laughs> she uh, she goes riding by. I saw her.
1: Well, no, she uh, ends up on the Chihuahua, right? Right. And then who's the... Uh, Joan Cusack's in it as well, right? Or am I thinking of Sarah Jessica Parker?
0: No, it's Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. I thought didn't Junkie's again yeah. No. Okay. I well, so. I'm wrong. No. Then. No. Yeah. But, no. I know, uh, yeah. God, who else is in that? I
1: don't think Jack. I think Jack Nicholson. One of the things that he said is that, from what I understand, this may just be Hollywood lore, is that he wouldn't do the movie unless he got to play the big shot Texan as well. Oh, really? Like he
0: wanted the dual role. I think I mean, that that's the lore. But again, who knows? So. I mean, it's great. You get to see Jack Nicholson swing for the fences twice. So you know, as the president and yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like one, like when he plays the president, he's so subdued, but you can just like we talked about that Jack Nicholson, like seething under, like bubbling under the skin, like you're just waiting for the explosion to happen, and then with the with the. Uh, Las Vegas investor, Texas cowboy. He's just wearing like rhinestone hats and just... Rides around lay, in a limo everywhere. Laying, just laying on the accent super thick and just being a general douchebag and just... Oh, he's so great. He's got that Grinch grin from ear to ear. Yeah, he's great in that role, man. Yeah. I fucking love that
1: movie, though, man. That yeah. was one that was um, rented pretty heavily back in the day. Yeah. And like that whole... Ak, 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 you'd hear that when that movie first came out everywhere. <laughs> people yelling across each other. At least right. people might age. Natalie
0: Portman is in that. She plays the president. Oh, that's
1: right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I knew I, we were missing somebody. And who, Who's the the boy protagonist? Um, oh Jesus! Because he was of a, a, like hot for a minute, and then he kind of went the, away.
0: It's the kid from uh, God. It's the kid from Days and Confused. But yeah, older. I yeah. can't think. The guy who always scratches his nose in Days in and days Confused. Yeah. Riley. Uh, God damn. Yeah, it. I was. Uh, he was hot
1: for a minute, and then he kind of he faded away a little bit. But yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And then, uh, gosh, who else is in it? Jack Black's in that.
1: Oh, he is, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He plays... It's the Jables.
0: Yeah, yeah. He plays right, uh, he plays uh, that kid's brother. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Because he, he was going to uh, go off to the military or whatever. Yeah. yeah, he was. He was in the military, yeah. Oh, you know who plays his girlfriend? Christina Applegate. That's right. That's yeah, right. Like I said, Star Study. We're just yeah. listing celebrities at this no, point. No, I think yeah.
1: Tim Burton, that was one of his things where he just got on the horn and was like, hey, look, we're doing this. Let's... Yeah, yeah. God,
0: who played... Yeah, the...
1: it's, so, it's so silly, though. Like...
0: The music breaks their. Uh, if they hear the music, their heads explode and all that. Yeah, stuff. it's and Conway Twitty or not Conway Twitty. Uh, whatever, one of those warbling like old yeah. country singers. You know, doo, 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 yeah, doo, yeah. Doo. yeah, definitely not Conway Twitty, but yeah, 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 yeah. Man, Jim uh,
1: Brown was shout out to him just for a minute. Man, I know he just passed away, so he was surprisingly good as an actor. Like he didn't do and, a lot of stuff, but like in that movie, he was really good. Actually,
0: yeah, he was in Shaft. He was in um, that movie. He was in God.
1: A hell of a football player too.
0: He, he might have been in was it the longest yard or the whole not the longest yard or any given I, Sunday, he was in one of those. I, I'm I'm not sure I know what you're
1: talking about though, but yeah, he um I just want to give a shout out to him for really flexing his chops on that one and like just playing the the devoted dad, the Xbox or whatever, and dressed up as the Pharaoh. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He was good in that movie though. So but no, I, I, I really do like that movie. I just, I love silly yeah, shit like it's, that. Yeah, it's
0: based on the old, like, it's very Ed Wood. It's very, it's based on the old, you know, classic 1950s uh, invasion themes of, you know, spinning pie plates as, as ships and stuff like that. But it's, it's very dark humor, but it's, it, it hits all the tropes and just sort of punches them very, like, very well. It's supposed to be really corny.
1: Too. Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing, it's, it's. Almost like Starship Troopers-esque, where it's supposed to be a boom, a B movie, and mm-hmm. it just knocks it out of the park.
0: It is. It is very much a B movie with an A plus budget. Exactly. You exactly. Know? So yeah, yeah.
1: That's, a, that's a good description of it. I think I'm gonna that's that's gonna be my rating. I'm with it. I, I'm gonna second it actually. Sounds good. I feel like we workshopped that together, and I'm gonna take credit for something that I may or may not have something to do with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else, man? Or
0: let's see, I got one more, yeah, one yeah. more, and then I'm done. I saw the new uh Will Farrell and Kevin Hart joint Strays.
1: I wanted to see that kind of lightly. There was a day I almost went cuz I had nothing better to do. Okay. And it just didn't I just ended up not going. But um I, I'm just going to make a wild prediction. Mm-hmm. I bet the premise doesn't hold up as long as the runtime. Uh
0: not nearly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because that was like the movie when I saw it. My, the thing that came to mind was the movie Sausage Party.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Sausage Party is funny, but then it's just it overstays its welcome. And I, I'm not here to like shit on it. Like, there's moments of Sausage Party again, like the first 30 minutes. You're like, oh, this is fucking cool. really and, funny.
0: And then at the end of Sausage Party, they throw in this weird like kill your gods kind of thing. It's yeah. like this this very not even subtle, like just atheistic like there are no gods except the ones we make and it's like whoa what's it just the pivots thoughts? yeah you're you're like, like Hold okay. on you're i like, thought this was gonna be a cute food movie
1: yeah about a, a hot dog trying to find his bun like euphemism for sex the whole time yeah. but yeah anyways yeah but that, that was kind of what i thought when i saw straight it, and it's
0: it's very similar like the premise of
1: it's jamie fox not kevin hart by the way is the other dog oh yeah sorry
0: <laughs> sorry but you're good yeah yeah, please don't be mad at me, Jamie Foxx. I fucking love you, Kevin Jamie Hart, Fox. I don't give a fuck. I'll fight you. <laughs> hey, he's an Eagles fan. I'll fuck with <laughs> you together.
1: You'll hear Both of them will hear this one day. And That's they can very- make it. I said I like them both. Let the records go.
0: <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's how many times can you do a dog pissing joke or a dog takes a shit joke? I mean, this movie really explores that limit.
1: You know who I want, wanted to see in this movie, though? Who's that? Willie Forte. Willie Forte plays the owner, I think, right? Yeah. Of, of one of the strays?
0: Yeah. Well, of, of one of, yeah, of uh, Reggie, the, the Will Ferrell dog. Yeah. I just and saw Willie
1: Forte's and I said, I yeah, like that. So I like essentially,
0: that. he, uh, Will Forte starts out the movie with a girlfriend and they they get a dog, you know, they get Reggie when he's a puppy and immediately, like, they zoom in on Reggie doing the the big, you know, puppy eyes and stuff and they zoom in on Will Forte and he just goes, ah, fuck. <laughs> realize he has to take care of it yeah exactly exactly and so long story short his girlfriend dumps him and then he just kind of swoops in and grabs the dog he's like i love this dog you can't take this dog with you and she's like you don't even fucking like the dog he's like it's not about me liking the dog you want him and now you can't have him yeah being petty asshole. Right. exactly and then proceeds to like try to abandon reggie at every turn <laughs> you know just driving miles out in the country with in a truck and throwing a ball and being like go fetch and then speeding, speeding off. speeding off yeah and of course reggie thinks oh this is my favorite game it's called fetch and fuck Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because he throws the ball and goes, fetch. And then I bring it all the way home. And he looks at me and he goes, oh, fuck. And that's how I know I won the game.
1: Yeah. No, I could imagine that being funny the first time. Just like I laughed. And then, yeah, by the end of it, you're like, oh,
0: yeah. 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 But
1: I kind of want to check it out. I'm sure there might be a joke or two that lands. But,
0: eh. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's basically Homeward Bound, but with more dick and fart jokes.
1: Homeward Bound's an incredible movie, by the way.
0: I agree. We, we, all
1: right. Soon we're going to start deep diving on it. We're going to start doing, hopefully, in this I new think, season.
0: Honestly, in, in that movie, Michael J. Fox's performance was a little shaky.
1: That's the second time you've made that joke, Michael. <laughs> and right. there will be a third. <laughs> like, I love how I said that. Like, was it was in any way going to dissuade you from making it again. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. I won't make it again. Let's shake on it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I uh, Homeward Bound's incredible. We're going to dive in on some of our childhood movies here soon. Maybe Good a certain movie about ninjas and how many there are. Uh, maybe some Homeward Bound. Okay. But um, do you want to talk more about strays, or you just kind of want to... No,
0: I would stray away from it.
1: Okay. That's a review, too. Yeah. So, all right, well, cool. Well, uh, let's take a break. Who is our sponsor today, my friend?
0: Oh, our sponsor today is, uh, you know when you turn on your heat for the first time after a a long summer, like it's just getting cold, you turn on your, your heat and then there's that like acrid dust smell brought to you by that we'll be right back Thank you from our sponsor, Acrid Heater Dust. You know that smell? It smells like winter.
1: <laughs> First time heater dust. <laughs> now, uh, also big shout out to our sponsor, the lovely, the fucking always talented Mr. Quadruple Threat, I likes to call him, Mr. A1 for the, uh, I, I love that intro music, man. Right. It, thematically, it is so exactly. The interlude
0: what, music. What did I call it? Intro music.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, the interlude music, sorry, I got ahead of myself. It is so thematically exactly what I want for That's this right. show, but um, if you're looking for something like that, it'll probably be knocked out of the park for your uh, whatever likeliness or business or whatever you got going on, reach out to uh, Mr. A1 at a1reality.music.com, I'm sure it'll be a banger for
0: you He's too. a quadruple threat, he's a beat maker, he's a rapper, he's an artist. And a whitewater rafter. And a whitewater rafter. Yep. That's another bit I've always
1: enjoyed doing. Assigning him three things. He sings, he raps, he dances, and uh, also is an expert fisherman. He does excellent macaroni yeah. art.
2: It's
1: going to be a new bit. I like it. <laughs> it will be like, Marcus, shut the F up. Yeah.
0: No, uh, but uh, anyways, yeah. yeah. So how about you, sir? Let me ask you, what you been watching, sir? My man. My uh, man.
1: I've been watching a couple. I've been kind of on a comedy kick recently, actually. Okay, cool. Um, before I do anything, before I dive into the actual cinema of it all, I did get an opportunity. I saw Joe Coy, the comedian, live in Tallahassee.
0: Nice, nice.
1: And I've told you guys this before. I recently, within the last two years, I've seen pretty much almost everyone on my list. I've seen um, Burt Kreischer. Bill Burr. Bill Burr. I saw Tom Segura. Tom Segura. Chappelle. Uh, and bill cosby yeah no i didn't see him but not uh, but not he's touring i'm sure he is i'm sure he'll be a fam you soon probably um yeah he's out now i'm sure we'll go on a speaking tour soon i'm sure but anyways no but uh like i said it's, i've seen bill burr chappelle do you, think
0: he, do you think he starts every comedy show by being like jello <laughs> how long are you sitting on that <laughs> like three seconds <laughs> he's like oh, i got to bed around about three
1: um but no, I saw Bill Burr, just real quick, uh, Bill Burr, Chappelle, uh, Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer, and then I recently saw Joe Coy, uh-huh. and i got to tell you something, I had a passing familiarity with Joe Coy. I uh, have satellite radio, so I hear him on Netflix is a joke radio often. Um, I've seen him on podcasts, he's been on like Two Bears, One Cave, I think he subbed in, I know he's been sure. on Your mom's house. He's been on, you know, comedians, they all kind of, hey, you do my show, I'll do yours kind of thing. Always found him to be funny. Would not really consider myself like a fan on, on that level of spe- certainly some of those other guys. Okay. Um, again, heard some of his bits on on Netflix's Joke Radio. Found him to be very funny though. I'll tell you what, man. When he came to fucking Tallahassee, Michael, he knocked it out of the fucking park. Nice. Like I was dying laughing. Okay. And he uh, apparently he had just recorded. He had a a two a two um, special deal with Netflix. Apparently, he had just recorded one, I think, in New York, and that was the most recent show he had did, uh, was that one he recorded, and okay. then he came to Tallahassee, and so... Okay, he, that's,
0: he, a, that's, that's quite a difference, going from New York to Tallahassee, like, show to show. Oh,
1: he made jokes about it. Okay. Yeah, which, honestly, to my people in Tallahassee, we always bitch about there's nothing to do in town, and then we have a guy come who is, and I say this after watching him perform, a world class comedian. The sure. guy was making jokes. He's like, Well, you know, I just got done selling out I did Florida. I sold out, you know, everywhere in Jacksonville and Tampa and Hollywood, Florida, and Miami Gardens, and now I'm here. So thank you all for coming. <laughs> but no, um, I was saying about my people in Tallahassee, like, um man, we bitch about how there's nothing to do in this town. And we have a world class comedian yeah. come and it's fucking like a pretty poor turnout it wasn't terrible, but it's like we we need to do better and I don't know if it's on the promoter I don't know if it's what, but like fucking do better let's
0: well the problem with Tallahassee is just just quick side tangent is that it's such a bar culture I mean it, it's hard it, to get to it really. literally is driven by the incoming flux of college students who are finally twenty one and out of mom and dad's hair and they can do whatever they want and they can, you know, like it, it literally is built on a culture of let's just go to the bar. Let's get hammered. Let's go wherever the drinks are cheapest. Let's go to palace. And there's so much more to do here in Tallahassee. Like it drives me crazy when people move here and they're like, yeah, but it's not like Miami. Like, well, no shit. It's not like Miami. Like, of course not. This is country Tallahassee. And like, There's tons of stuff to do here. You can go tubing down a river. You can go rent a boat. You can go swimming, you know, less than 30 miles from here. You can... Either coast is is an hour and a half drive away, you know? Like, yes, there is so much to do here. It's not the club scene that you have in Miami where the clubs are open until 4 o'clock in the morning and everybody gets hammered, and then they go to the after party. Like, it's just not that. So... Yes, there is stuff to do in Tallahassee and like god damn it, quit complaining or go out and do some stuff.
1: No, I mean, I hear what you're saying and the other thing is it's a pain in the ass to get here. Like, even that's why this, the uh, even Doe Campbell Stadium has trouble selling out. Sure. Like, especially if if the Seminoles are putting out a shitty product, like no one wants to drive all the way from fucking Atlanta. The ho- there's hardly anywhere to stay. All the hotel prices get jacked up. The airport is a pain in the ass. You got even if you're flying from Jacksonville, you're probably going to have to fly from Jacksonville to Atlanta, Atlanta to here. And right. it's the dumbest right. shit ever. Right. But that's a whole different tangent.
0: Well, that's that's the problem of Delta because they make Atlanta their hub so, it's our, so- Well, that's also just our shitty airport. But <laughs> no, but my point is is that all
1: that being said, and then a fucking a wor- and I mean this, a world-class comedian comes in and like nobody fucking goes and it's like right. no shit. No, but he made some jokes about that initially and um so he Ultimately, what he had, what he did at in Tallahassee, Joe Coy, is he had kind of at the end um, saying like, "Look, a lot of this material, my special that I just recorded, hasn't aired yet, so a lot of this is um, going to be on there." Just letting you guys know. And then he said, "But I got the light to get off of here a long time ago. At this point, I'm just going to riff, and nice. there's nothing to do in Tallahassee. And I think he was supposed to perform for like maybe an hour, and he was up there for like fucking." Two hours and some change. He just nice. kept going and going and going, and he would kind of slump a little bit, and then he'd find his rhythm again. And Michael, when he was on, and I say this after seeing other world class comedians—Burt Kreischer, Tom Segura, Chappelle, and Bill, Bill Cosby—yes. Um, <laughs> but after seeing Michael, it was one of the funniest fucking shows I've ever been to in my fucking life. Nice. And I'm not, I know I'm not trying to swear that much, but I was—that I mean those words properly in this context. It was hilarious Michael and his stock with me skyrocketed like I'm I consider okay. myself a Joe Coy fan now okay. and I'm, I'm on the lookout for whatever new specials he's got coming out and the fact that he was so candid with the audience you could tell a lot of it was just like crowd work and a lot of it he, was just, he would laugh at his own shit he's like I'm really talented I'm just up here riffing and like Oh, you think it's bad that I'm laughing at my own jokes? He's like, "Yeah, this is the first time I've heard myself say this shit. It's hilarious." Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was oh, just, I can relate to that. <laughs> he was, yeah, I know. Right? But he was just up there loose and loose with it, man. And um, I enjoyed every fucking second of it, man. So I fully recommend. I think he's wrapping this tour up, but like, if you get an opportunity to go see Joe Coy, please do. Dude, earned so much stock in my book, man. Like wow. I'm a Joe Coy fan now, for real.
0: So, so how how would you rate that in terms of some of the other stuff that you've seen lately? Like compared to the Burt Kreischer, the 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 Bill Burr's, the like
1: they, they're very all of their styles of, of the people I mentioned are very different. Of course, Burt Bert Kreischer came to Tallahassee as well, and obviously the Machine story took place in Tallahassee, right? So he also was a little bit more intimate. Uh, in the sense of, like, he was when he did tell the machine story at the end, he got really into the details. Like, I was at this building with this teacher, and right. actually, she's right here in the crowd. Right. And so, you, my address was
0: two fourteen, yeah, in, in Kelman Hall, yeah. And so,
1: he was. That felt very intimate, and it was a Is little Kelman, no, uh, whatever, whatever. Um, his his show felt very intimate for a very set of different set of reasons. Joe Coy's also did. He's like, I'm up here, like. There's like four thousand people here. I'm gonna run late because there's nothing better to do in Tallahassee. This, <laughs> this town closed on a Thursday three hours ago. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know though, man. In terms of the laughter I had, Chappelle, their, their styles are so different. It's hard to compare. Chappelle was the most captivating. Like there was a moment of where course. Joe Coy was telling a story and he stopped and he goes, "You hear that?" And he's like, "That's how you know you're captivated as an audience." You know. And he was nice. Just, but Chappelle does that like with ease there's no setup you're in it
0: before you even know it and you're like oh shit i mean Chappelle is a master storyteller i mean it's just literally the voice of of our generation in terms of comedy like he's he's going to be held up there with the the richard priors the the george carlins the the bill cosby's if you say bill cosby (laughs) one more time no
1: i'm just joking um no, but uh, I would actually put it in the amount of times that I laughed, probably the highest. Okay. I I was r- like pissed so like myself. just laugh ratio. Just laugh ratio was it slumped a little bit. Every comedian does that. Sure. They're, they're building to a point, so they slump down and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna talk about social media." And he had a point about social media. It wasn't that I disagreed with his point or anything like that. It was just that's kind of the flow of the show. You're like, sure. "Oh, I'm kind of getting to the more serious things now," and then like. You could tell, like he said, I got the light a, light a while ago because even I started looking at my watch, being like, "Yo, I'm having a great time here," but like, fuck, man, like this is going on for like well over ninety minutes, and then he said something about it, and he went on for like another hour. It was that's he, dope. He crushed that's though, dope. man, like crushed.
0: I saw uh, Henry Rollins did a, a speaking tour at Florida State, and he went on for I shit you not, three and a half hours. Holy hell! And did not drink a single sip of water the entire time. Walked out, cracked his water bottle, set it down next to his mic stand and proceeded to wrap the mic cord around his arm and speak at us like just leaning into the crowd like in that very punk rock Henry Rollins style and did did not move for three and a half hours and even made reference to it when like people started walking out. He's like, I can see I've been talking too long because some people just can't handle it. So I'm going to wrap this up. But he actually made a point to be like, I just want you guys to know that I have not sat, I have not had a single sip of this water the entire time I've been talking, and then finished up, crushed it, and walked off stage. Nice work. Now, Joe Coy did that, too. Somebody got up to go. He's like,
1: oh, no, if you need to go, go ahead. I'm not I'm not going to take it personally. You guys got babysitters and kids, probably. Just, I'm going to be up here, though. Just go. go, right, go. right, Yeah, yeah, like, It was, yeah, he was on point, man. So um, I know it's not a cinema or anything. I know when his special comes out, I'm probably going to be seeing a lot of the jokes, but just I had to get a big shout out to Joe Coy. I mean, We're, like truly, and I and I say yeah. this, I was I found him funny. I put him in the class of a world class comedian. Now, like, awesome, truly, awesome, truly. So,
0: just goes to show you, man. Go support live theater. Go go support live entertainment wherever it is, whether it's stand up or a band or burlesque show or what have you. Like, just go out there and, and support local talent, man. Like, when they come to your town, show your appreciation. They if you. It, they will be back. Yeah. You know, I'm driving over to Jacksonville this Saturday to go see the book of Mormon. Nice. Yeah.
1: So I'm fucking really excited about that, but I'll, more, I'll review that on a different day. Okay. So, um, okay. um, um, in terms of what I've been watching though, I can, um, so Joe Coy, what do you get it? Um, I, I won't do a reference, but, uh, from yeah. and across the house, just, <laughs> half. you know, your mom yells across the house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did see a couple other things though. Speaking of Bill Burr, I did watch his movie that he released on Netflix, uh, Old Dads. Okay. With him and Bokeem Woodbine and um Bobby Can Canavel. Canavel. Canavel? Yeah. However you say his last name. Again here. Canavale. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it, man. Okay. It's it was funnier that it, it gotta I don't try to like read reviews like that, but it kinda came across. I was like I'm oh, curious, like what does somebody think of it? And uh they they didn't give it like a a glowing review. It was. They didn't shit on it, but they were like, Hey, it was okay." And sure. I, I found it. so maybe I guess subconsciously that was my expectation for. It was like, "Yeah, hey, it'll be okay." But I'm for whatever reason, I'm glad that my expectations were low because I fucking actually enjoyed it a lot. Um, it's a little bit. Um, there's a little bit generational stuff that I, I think is. I get he's expressing his thoughts about how he feels it about like my generation did this and your generation does this, but some of it I just I maybe I'm just sensitive to. Because like, I think people are like, oh, you're a millennial. It's like, dude, I technically am a, a millennial. I'm fucking like almost 40, though. You know, like, <laughs> right, Michael, right. you're technically
0: a millennial. You're like right. a cusp Gen X millennial. We call but, ourselves elder millennials. Yeah, but yeah. it's like... Eldritch millennials. I certainly don't... <laughs> so so it's a little bit like old man screams at clouds
1: a little bit? I think that was actually how the reviewer described it. Okay. It was like old man screams at clouds the movies. But there's a lot of jokes interjected between there. So I, I don't want to paint it as that picture. I didn't find it to be that way. There's a little bit of it that I I couldn't relate to in sure. terms of I'm not Bill Burr's generation. I related to way the way that he portrayed his
0: thoughts and actions. I was like, sure. oh, I fully get that. Like the presentation was there, just not like the content. No, 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 not, no. not even the content. The 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 I, the, the sympathy. The, the 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 relationship.
1: Um. Yes and no. It's. Again, I'm I'm not his generation. You know, he's a Gen Xer, certainly. And sure. There's, there's a joke about hey, Boomer. He's like Gen X motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's kind of about him. You can tell it's very personal. It's about him tempering his anger and um, um, Did I use that correctly? Yeah, tempering his anger. Hey, yeah, yeah, tempering yeah, yeah. and kind of coming to terms with like, hey, this is the new world, whether you like it or not, kind of sure, thing. Sure. But maybe I'm just. Oh, a little... the
0: times they are a changing. There it is.
1: Um, but there's a certain level of um I just didn't relate to the way that they portrayed millennials. It's more of a I think it was like a younger generation that they labeled as millennials. More
0: more zoomer generation than millennials. I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Which it, it's not a big deal. I didn't take it personally. It's a fucking movie, but right. and that was the only thing I kind of had a little bit of a disconnect kinda with. Kind of
0: crossed the streams a
1: little bit. A little bit. And okay. um but it's I found it really funny. Bokeem Woodbine has slowly but surely been putting a body at work that's fucking great. Um and also a body. Yeah, Bo Woodbine's the man. So he might get the underrated performance of the week, <laughs> I'm thinking, for Old Dad's. Just, uh, okay. Yeah, fucking, what was his name in the movie? Um, Hella Mike. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hella Mike. So I, I enjoyed Old Dad's. Um, if you're like Bill Burr, you'll certainly like it. I really respect the fact that he not only wrote, but directed it, or co wrote, but directed it. You know? Sure. Yeah. Um, so anytime somebody gets to express themselves in that kind of medium where it's like, if you're a fan of Bill Burr, you'll certainly like this. Yeah, so, it's 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 very much his voice, yeah. Same thing with The Machine. Like, you can't bitch about, like, oh, these movies, all these new comedies. You got to support them. Like, yeah, right, right. So um, right. His, was a, his ended up on Netflix, which is fucking fine. It's a good home for him. So uh, I enjoyed it. I would actually recommend it. Again, there's a little bit of disconnect in terms of uh, it's a little bit like, oh, you do this and I do that. And we can't see eye to eye. But I think he's also kind of winking at the camera, knowing that, like, this is how people often perceive it. So sure. I don't think he's saying that like this is exactly how I believe. I'm sure he's somewhere in in the middle of like this was old Bill and I used to get pissed off about all this dumb shit. I mean, if you've seen his comedy, he rants a lot about what makes him angry. So right, right. <laughs> it's like what else? mostly women. Right, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um,
0: but there's a point to it all, so it's okay. I so like, the, there's a lesson learned or or some sort of message behind. Right,
1: it. Right, and he's not. You know, I know he's caught some flack for like feminist jokes and stuff like that. In this movie, he certainly is some of that, but in the end, he's also eats crow and he's like, oh no, I'm the asshole. Okay. I'm the asshole. Like, I certainly am too and have my fair share of flaws. So it's not right for me to fucking hover above people and just look down and judge. So there's a little bit of that, which I can appreciate with any kind of story. So I will give the movie. Two nights in Palm Springs. Oh, like the villages, Palm Springs? I don't know. I've never been there. Oh, is... Marcus, I have a retirement plan for us. Oh, Palm Springs is the place? <laughs> the villages. Oh, uh, isn't it California, right? No, it's in Florida. No, no, I'm talking about Nevada. And what's the one on the way between LA and.
0: Bakersfield? No, no,
1: no, no. It's Palm something.
0: Whatever. There, Either way. there there's a Palm Springs, California. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. No, no, I'm talking about the villages. Oh yeah, I know about them,
1: man. Yeah, it's S T D rate there is higher than anything. Bro, we're getting a bunch of loofahs and putting them on our cars.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, we'll be there soon enough.
0: <laughs> Sooner than we would yeah, like, yeah, probably. Know, right? <laughs> the other All right. thing Yeah, what saw. you been watching,
1: brother? What else did I see? I guess I'll stay on the comedian tip of things. Okay. I didn't see the first little bit of it. I uh, probably missed the first about 20 minutes, maybe. But um, I had never seen it. It's an older movie. Again, it was on Netflix and I caught the tail end of it, but uh, or more than the tail end. I caught the majority of it. Adam Sandler's uh, Ridiculous Six. Oh. It's a, a spoof with a Magnificent Seven. Um, I'll say this, man. I don't want to shit on it too bad. There's Go a, ahead. there's a certain aspect of Adam Sandler that I appreciated in my life. Uh, there's a certain time in my life. Big Billy Madison fan. Big Happy sure. Gilmore fan. I think The Wedding Singer is a great movie. For sure. Big Daddy's a fucking classic. Eight Crazy Nights. Yeah, not so for me. Not so much that one. But I get it. Um, but yeah, there's, he he has movies that I really appreciate. Um, this was not one of them. Yeah. But I'll say this, man. He does something that I'm incredibly envious of. Whatever you want to say about Adam Sandler, you can tell I would pro- I wish that I had the exact same career. Not just in terms of the fact of the, the box office success, but what's the one thing that he does in at a certain point? What did he start doing? He started just putting all of his friends in his movies. Sure. So now it's like I'm going to hang out on set for two months right. around all the people I love and care about, the people that make me laugh. Right. And I'm gonna shoot a movie, right. and we're
0: all gonna walk away a little right. bit more Dave rich. David Spade, Chris Farley, uh, Chris Rock, R- Rob uh, Schneider, Rob Schneider, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, like, yeah, I can't get too mad at.
1: Like conceptually, I'm like, I'm kind of envious that he just got like five of his buddies, and we're right. gonna be the ridiculous right. six. I hang out with Terry Crews all day, right, right. And uh, oh, and they're gonna pay me six million dollars. Like, yeah, yeah, why not? I got an overall deal at Netflix. We all walk away a little bit more wealthy than we already are. Like, That's the way to do it, man. I can't be mad at it. I can't be mad at it. So it it's not riding your coattails if you bring them up with you. That's right. That's right. Um, that was another a good one. Hopefully that was off the top, man. <laughs> Got two good ones in today. So I i don't know. I don't want to shit on it too much. I just, I was kind of just. But other than that. I found it kind of underwhelming. I didn't know. Yeah. There was one. I laughed at one
0: joke and it was just everything else I felt was kind of played out. I was like, all right. It, to me, it seems, I, it, the last time I saw that movie, and it's been a minute, but it seemed like it was Adam Sandler doing a parody of Adam Sandler, if that makes sense. Like, it didn't feel genuine, like, with Billy Madison or um, Happy Gilmore, where you could just tell that it was just him riffing off the top and just seeing what worked and making it funny and just leaving it up to the editor to, like, choose the best, you know choose the best takes it seemed like he was trying to do an adam sandler persona a little bit um i i guess i can see that i think movies like little nicky was that for me you know
1: yeah he's like oh the character's gonna do this yeah adam sandler also has played a certain extent kind of like I don't. I don't know if this is the most descriptive way, but kind of a little bit of like the lovable schmuck in a way. Like, oh, he's the, he's the lovable
0: idiot man-child.
1: Yeah, but it, it was a little different when it was Adam uh, when it was um, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. Mm. Happy Gilmore is definitely a lot more structured, but those were also kind of like NBC or Universal or whomever. Lauren Michaels would ultimately be like, I this person is really funny on SNL according to our ratings. Let's just put them on camera. Let's find them a vehicle for them to be on camera right. for 90 minutes. Sure. And whether it's an actual SNL sketch or not, it's like Tommy Boy was the same. I, I give Adam Sandler all the props in the world. I mean, I I can't... There's nothing I can say that's going to take that dude's shine away. And oh, so no. If you find... Movies like that funny. Fucking have Adam. I just I saw Grown Ups and I kind of thought the same thing. There was one or two funny jokes. Sure. Yeah. And I like damn near everybody in that movie. Right. 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 just like it was just kind hey. of lackluster. It was just like eh, okay. And then they did it again. I was like, okay, it's more of the more same. More of the same. Yeah. But again, if you like it, that's cool. So, um, I will give the ridiculous six a credible three. <laughs> pretty good review actually thanks man that (laughs) was off the top Uh, other than that i'll pivot into some action movies man sure hit it up there is a show once again on netflix um uh arnold schwarzenegger is back in the fray in the tv
0: show foobar okay did you hear about the show at all or i i saw that it was promoted to hell on hulu but I have not actually sat down and watched it. As far as I know, it's his daughter is joining the CIA or like NSA or some sort of like military assassination squad, and then he sort of is acting as her guide and like Obi Wan Kenobiing her through it.
1: You picked up, yeah. I mean, that, that's a, a portion of it. Yeah, okay. ultimately, just what it is is. He's been working top secret missions her entire life. Turns to find out, uh, fast forward, she is now in the CIA as well. Mm-hmm. Or the FBI, whatever it is, whatever agency. Right. They're in the same boat together. And so eventually, they're paired together on a, on a mission to take down this dude who's been selling slowly but surely nuclear weapons to terrorists and okay he has a personal vendetta against arnold schwarzenegger because he killed his father but then arnold felt bad so he like paid for him to go to school and all this other stuff (laughs) not knowing that hey you murdered my dad dude um and so really it's like a family dynamic of they're both it's a lot like cobra kai everyone in at least those two characters are incredibly short-sighted uh arnold schwarzenegger and his daughter and if okay. anyone were to just object and they were to have a real conversation at any point, the whole show goes away. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If somebody were to sit down and be like, "Hey, you're an asshole for this reason, and you're an asshole for this reason, and you two need to either not be on this mission together or you need to get along," so the whole show could be solved by like a strong mitigator, pretty much. And there's a, another comedian that's in this show, uh, Fortune Feimster. Yeah. Okay. She is. She plays that role actually, and when she does it, she's actually really, really funny. Okay. Um, because uh, she'll just sit, peeling back the layers being like this is dumb this makes no sense she, she'll she just crack the whip at both of them and be like hey moron you're this and hey you you're this you're both incredibly dumb and you know she gets mad at uh, at the daughter one time because she's like oh you want to cry because your dad gives a shit about you like oh woe is me your dad's trying to make up for lost time my dad calls me once only when he needs money That's twice <laughs> a year you know whatever right so like woe is you and he's like thanks for taking my side Rue and Turns on sports and you, <laughs> right, yeah, right, the right? Tears in it. Oh,
0: I ain't I ain't even started
1: on you yet. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's a little bit formulaic in the terms of it's. It's a little bit color by numbers, but it, everyone's likable enough where it kind of carries. Okay. They have like the handsome guy uh, on the team. Who is kind of like this? He kind of seduces his way into like, he that's his role on the team, is he's just the face. Okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger was like the brains, who now is kind of with his daughter on that. She's kind of the sexy one as well, or kind so of. So it's asked, like the A team. A little bit. And then they have a, a nerd on there. And it's funny because when they do the stereotypical types, right. it's like the, the handsome one and then this. And the, I think they know they're doing it, but it's just funny they have um the nerd on there and he talks very like everything Star Wars and this and that. But he's the most likable because what he's trying to do is, like, impress one of his other coworkers, this beautiful Indian tech who's, like, not a field agent. He's not even a field agent, but he finds himself getting into trouble to impress her. And he's funny because I get all of his references that he's making. (laughs) And it's a little bit, and I know some people of our kind of nature of the geek community take a little bit of umbrage with, um, like, the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. They're just
0: like pencil in Flash joke here.
1: Pencil right, in Star right, Wars right, reference right. here. Pencil in
0: Star well, Trek here. My my main problem with the Big Bang Theory is that I feel the same way about that that like black people felt about Amos and Andy back in the day, where it's like, we don't act like that. Like that's not that's that's a cartoon caricature of right. what we're about. And like you're sort of in you know, a weird way assimilating or or like taking over our culture and spinning it on its head but like you're showing all the worst aspects of it yeah there's a little bit of that with this character but he's also super
1: likable in the fact of like i would want to hang out with this dude right because i get all of his references i'm like oh yeah this dude truly is a dork but like fortune feimster kind of plays the um uh the role of like hey you're gonna put your your D and D toys away, and you're gonna put all your, you know, cosplaying stuff in the closet. Right. You're gonna invite this girl over, and you're gonna cook her a nice effing dinner. Right? Like, what right. are you doing? Right,
0: right, right, right. All
1: this stuff is a vagina repellent, and so it's like a, the
0: constant voice of reason in that during the whole thing.
1: Yeah, and, and she's saying, "Don't be you. You is not attractive." Right. <laughs> she's like, "I'm." She says a joke in there. She's like, "I'm attracted to women, and I don't even find this attractive." <laughs> <laughs> Her delivery's better. I'm butchering the joke, but she's pretty funny in it. Um, so I got to give her credit. But it's right. it's a little bit color by numbers, and it's a little bit formulaic. They kind of set some of the action pieces up. Of every episode is like, oh, this person got away for this. What are we gonna do to solve it? And then they go to solve it, and oh, there's a wrinkle. And then they right. they have to work together as a team. And while the son, uh, while uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and his daughter are butting heads to overcome it. And so it's it's a little color by numbers. But so it's, it's a little like villain of the
0: week kind of thing? Not necessarily villain of the week, but like they fill in problem a problem of the week. Or, a, or passing the idiot ball in terms of like... Pretty much. He, now we're dealing with your problem. Okay, now it's your turn to be the problematic one. Now it's your turn to be the problematic one. That's a good
1: way to describe it. And in terms of villain of the week, it's more um, like mission of the week. Of Oh, in order to get the code, we have to go... To this Russian guy at a card game. Sure. And then we can steal the information off of his phone. So we're going to plant two of you as high-end card players. gotcha, you. And gotcha, so, got gotcha. you. Then while they repl- are replacing the the people that are supposed to be that are actually supposed to be at the game, something goes wrong there. They get locked
0: in a room with them, and it's like, so it's like True Lies, but like father and daughter instead much? of like husband and wife. Pretty much. Okay. Pretty okay. Pretty much. Okay. That's a much more succinct way to. Uh,
1: you can just cut out everything I just said, yeah. Did you
0: say what I was trying to say? It was, it was smarter. smarter. Yep.
1: <laughs> but it's it's a good show, man. It's if you like Arnie, he uh, he smokes cigars and damn near like every scene. Nice. So it is a lot like the A Team. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a bit of a love triangle that goes on. I'm, I'm just going to spoil it at this point. It's an old show, but um, there's a love triangle that goes on between the daughter and the Arnie. Boy. No, oh. Aren't you? Know, Ar- Arnie's daughter. That'd be a very different show. <laughs> like this is not what I had in mind when I said work through your family issues. That is fubar. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, but there's a love triangle that goes on between Arnie's daughter and like the the sexy one. Uh, okay. Okay. And the issue is is that the love triangle is um, her fiance is played by Jay Baruchel. Oh, nice. And he's like the sweetest dude in the world. Oh, of course. It's yeah. Jay Baruchel. Yeah, he's like the sweetest guy ever. And so the one... The, what a man. sweet little Canadian skinny boy. Exactly. And so the the one handsome guy's like, you think I feel good about this? I love Jay. He's like the sweetest dude in the world. And here I am trying to come between you. I don't want to be in this position. I just like you. <laughs> so, even That's he sweet. admits, like, I'm the asshole, but, you know, whatever. So Sweet. Right yeah. on. But yeah, he, he does play like the sweetest dude ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... All right, so what do you give it uh, rate wise? Well, just real quick, but one of the overarching kind of themes is like, "Hey, Dad, you missed so much time with me growing up," and I, he's like, "Well, I couldn't tell you; it's top secret right, stuff." Right. And then she's kind of the sins of the father thing, like constantly neglecting Jay Baruchel because it's like, "Oh, I gotta go do a f- whatever her right, cover right. is." Oh, I, I got called in. Go to out of town whatever. to do right. this, yeah. and he's like, "Okay, I'm like whatever," but um. I would rate it another American name given to Arnold Schwarzenegger, (laughs) which he butchers through his Austrian accent. (laughs) I think his name's like Luke Brenner
0: or something. My name is Luke Brenner. Luke Brenner. I was born in America. (laughs) In Kansas. (laughs) I went to the University of Kentucky. I love that. Go Jayhawks!
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if that's... Wildcats, true. but yeah. Wildcats, whatever. Kansas threw you off, but yeah. <laughs> but no, he has another classic American name that it's like, you know, fucking Luke Brenner. My name is John Johnson. Yeah, fuck out of here. We've done that bit too many times, but yeah, it's, it's another one that you just have to look back and laugh. My
0: name is Michael Everyman. Oh... <laughs> uh. All right, after that, what you see, brother? The
1: last thing Give me I, one
0: more. The last thing I saw was
1: a movie that I've talked about a million times. Okay. And I had to put my money where my mouth is and go rewatch it. Oh, no. I'm talking about one of the greatest Tom Cruise movies of all time. I'm not talking Magnolia. Okay. I'm not talking Top Gun. Okay. I'm not talking... Top Gun Maverick? Top Gun Maverick. I'm not talking Risky Business. I'm not even talking Jerry Maguire. Far and Away? I'm talking... About motherfucking Mission Impossible Two. Oh Lord, Michael! I went back. I used to watch this movie. Settle in, folks. Strap in, Michael. I love this movie. <laughs> I love this movie to bits and crumbles. I know you do. <laughs> I didn't. I forgot how much I liked it because when I was uh, younger, I've told the story a million times. I would have tapes all the time. And I would just be cleaning my room. I just had certain tapes that were just on. Like movies were always on in the background. Right. And Mission Impossible Two was one that I had taped over something else and been like, "Yo, I got my I had blank tapes falling out the wazoo." I would go get a pack of like six hour tapes and um, from Big Lots, and they had a three pack of them. So every time we went to Blockbuster, like, "Yo, give me that movie." It's like I wasn't even that big of a fan of Mission Impossible Two. Like I wasn't (laughs) like, "Oh my god, when this movie comes out, it's gonna be a game breaker." There was just something about it. I just watched it enough time that I just began to love it, you know? But this is my I've fun. had relationships like that. It happens. You find yourself, you're like, well, now I'm just comfortable in that's this right. situation. So, uh, but no, there's a certain level of comfortability with this movie that I just love, man. And uh, I think it's the best Mission Impossible movie. It this is, is the one that's directed by John Woo. Where... You, can't just, you can't just say it like that. Michael, it's directed by John Woo. <laughs>
0: Right, and all that that entails—it's the slow motion, the doves, the motorcycle chases. It's the, dope, dude. The whole like the
1: shootouts. Right when he gets to the island at the end, and he spoilers. spoilers. Yeah, well, it's fucking whatever. It's a mission Impossible <laughs> movie. There's gonna be conflict. Right when he gets to the island at the end, Michael, this movie soars. <laughs> it. it. It walks and then I it, wish, craw- then I then it wish, soars.
0: I wish people could see the look of joy and it's contentment on your face movie. right now. You look like the cat that just swallowed the canary. Like, you are so pleased I right am, now. Michael. I'm so glad. <laughs> I, I've talked about this movie a lot, and I was like, ah,
1: maybe it's not as good as that. Maybe I'm like, just living in nostalgia. It lives up, dude. <laughs> this movie fucking rules, man. You know what? I question if it rules, and it does. I'm telling you, like, objectively like get out of your way it's the black sheep of the mission impossible movies by far like the it... tommy boy movie <laughs> every time you make that joke it throws me off just just know that <laughs> um but no it's the black sheep of the um of the mission impossible like franchise it is so tonally different uh-huh. and in this one like all the other mission Impossibles, he might make like a joke tom cruise does uh-huh. but He's like likable and quippy and is like more James Bondy like when Thandie Newton is like they're they're stealing something they're like making sexual innuendos about each other and this and that and the third and they're bouncing stuff off each other and like this will they won't they but they're both so attracted to each other Sure. He's not like that in any other movie. <laughs> like, he's so deathly serious in all the other Mission Impossible movies and in this one it's like he's a whole different character and he's so much more likable It's funny. <laughs> and like it's it's awesome and Thandie Newton is in it. And then by the time Mission Impossible Three comes out, Ethan Hunt is married, and they just did away with her. Like this movie canonically just doesn't exist. Oh, she did. It must be. <laughs> Do Gray Scott's in it, and there's a bunch of face switching in this movie too. Right. They overdo the face switching, but you gotta love it.
0: Because all I remember about the first Mission Impossible movie was that it was like a James Bond movie, but covered in a wet blanket. Like it was boring as fuck. Well, they
1: had the the first one had the super iconic scene of him rappelling from the ceiling and him catching the sweat. Like you got to give props to that, but outside of that sequence, it was kind of dull in my opinion. Yeah, it was the sequence on the train, and then he has the gum where he's he throws it on the window of the uh the explosive gum that he chews up and oh puts yeah on throws him. it on the on the fish tank yeah. yeah and it blows up and he makes an escape and then there's a sequence on the train at the end
0: and outside of that it's a lot of talking yeah it, it's like a huge exposition dump of like well here's why we got to do this and we got to go meet this guy who here's his entire backstory and he was a KGB agent and yada 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 like, well it was a talk it was a radio show first right wasn't it mission impossible yeah wasn't it I think think so it might have been like i know it was definitely early tv
1: yeah I, I thought there was a serial i could be wrong but i think they tried to stay with the tone of that and then in two they pivoted way too far the other way because <laughs> like we're gonna do campy action and as john woo and uh but even this one they there's a, a sequence where they're kind of explaining the heist that's about to go on of oh ethan hunt will invariably do some stupid over the top a uh, uh, break-in as opposed to just walking through the front door and shooting out every guard here to get what he wants. Sure. And then as they're doing that, the bad guy's explaining, like, I know Ethan Hunt this well. And he's obviously it's going on in the movie while it goes on. And he's rappelling from the ceiling as the vents are opening and all this other stuff just for Grace Scott to walk in, shoot all the guards, and go get what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's great. And then, like, obviously, Thandy Newton gets... Uh, infected with this chimera virus and he's like you have 20 hours to live i will get the cure in you by that time and he escapes and then michael he goes to save her on the island and michael this movie just takes off michael <laughs> it is incredible there's face switching after that and will uh, betrayals two pistols and white doves sounds very john woo it's
0: incredible michael there's <laughs> a the, and i gotta give credit the action was that the one where tom cruise runs a motorcycle up do gray scott's face and just stops it short they, they joust with motorcycles. Right? They, they
1: stop. You had me right there. Yeah. No. They turn <laughs> and they do a, a stoppie or whatever, and they yin yin yin. They both look at each other and they joust. But Tom Cruise is, is leaking. Uh, everything explodes in this movie. By the of way. of course so everything. If you clip a car's bumper, it explodes. Which is just <laughs> thank you, John Woo. You're a master of your craft, and you're I should sing your praises. If you're not already, you're going up on the Watchmen Watch and Hall of <laughs> Fame. I'm vetoing Michael. It's a one-way pass. No, I agree. It's John just gonna Wu's be. A pla- it's just
0: gonna be a plaque that says "Woo." Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and a pair of shades. <laughs> <laughs> two dubs coming yeah. off the sides. <laughs>
1: That'll be the W. The two dubs. <laughs> oh, uh, we got to make this plaque. That's right. Might be our next shirt. <laughs> there we go. Pretty good idea. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it, it it's classic John Woo style, man, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. And there's there's a little bit of heavy exposition in the middle. But like I said, man, by the time they get to the island there's a joust with motorcycles where Tom Cruise is leaking gasoline and then they fly off of the motorcycles at each other and, and catch c- each other and mid. collide and <laughs> yeah. tumble like two stories onto a beach and there's no broken
0: shoulders or anything. And then these two guys just two motorcycles running at each other 80 miles an hour, they fly off, catch each other, and there's like the physics just stop. Yeah there's no there's no more realistic physics just like no that's that's how that works.
1: The motorcycles explode and then they crash to the beach and then they just kick the shit out of each other. And Tom Cruise does it. it. He does a backspin kick and it's really him. And I'm like, you get him, Tom Cruise. He holds the dude up on his uh, you've seen it a million times where somebody's on their knees. And the other person is like kicking him in the head and he cocks his knees like one time, two times, three times, four times. And Tom Cruise does that shit. And I was like, man, this is the most realistic thing I've ever seen in my life, son. They got this, is, this is why I've lost every fight in my life. Yeah, this is really how I've been doing it wrong, apparently, this whole time.
0: Um, I try to do some... <laughs> Some Dragon Ball Z Budokai shit and just get punched in my throat. I'm like, "Eh, that's not how it works. (laughs) Oh man. But no, the action is. I wasn't ready. (laughs) The
1: action is incredible in this movie. And it's so. It looks campy now. Like if you compare it again to today's standards. But man, at the time, this was top tier (laughs) shit, man. Like it opens with him. Like even the opening in this movie is so vastly different than the other ones. He's like rock climbing up a cliff and there's like this pressure of him like hanging on by like one hand as he's overlooking this beautiful Australian ravine and he climbs to the top just to have the impossible mission force launch a rocket with a mission
0: oh that's the one that has the shitty limp biscuit song that it's not shitty michael it's incredible no that's a shitty song sir I was, a, I was a Limp Bizkit fan, and I'm telling you, that song is crap. Don't try it. Now I know why you want to hate me. Because hate is all the world has ever seen lately. Michael, dun, 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 Fuck
1: you. Michael's doing the thing I can't stand. <laughs> People nowadays, it's easy to shit on like Nickelback. All right? They're really Nickelback. That band sold 10 million records. Some of your friends that want to rip Nickelback or whatever bought that album. And don't yeah. let him off the hook. Michael yeah. Michael was a Limp Bizkit fan too. And now retroactively, he's like f that band, and I'm not here to let him. Wait, wait, on wait, it. wait,
0: wait, wait! I'm not saying f that band. I'm saying f that song. As a limp former Limp Biscuit okay. fan, I'll allow it. Then. That song,
1: Yana, is I'll allow it. Horrible. No, that song rules, bro. <laughs> Anything associated with this
0: movie fucking rules. Let's just get that out the way. I wanna, okay, maybe I won't so allow we're, it. So we're just gonna put on Marcus's jaded rose-colored That's glasses fine. right now for
1: this movie. I'm for it, Michael. There's not trench coats but there's bomber jackets and two pistols flying and face switching. I don't know how somebody could watch this movie and be like, "I oh, was terrible." You know, you just described the, an even better movie face-off. This is up there, man. I don't I mean, I face-off, we can have that merit later, but I don't if you like face-off, you can't not like this. <laughs> it may be diet face. It may not be if if you think face-off is a pinnacle, that's cool. It's diet face-off then. Like it's so good, man. It's still it's so diet good. Face-off. <laughs> there's but yeah, man, this movie has everything, Michael. It's <laughs> Anthony Hopkins shows up for a little bit. Tom Cruise is a vastly different Ethan Hunt than he is in any other movie. And uh Thandie Newton is just top Thandy Newton.
0: And this is before they even introduced like the Ving Rames and the Simon Ving Rams was in it. No, Ving Rames was in the first one as well. Simon, okay.
1: Simon Pegg wasn't in it, Renner wasn't in it. Um this is like the original. Oh,
0: that's right, I forgot Renner was Renner's in
1: it. Renner's in it, bro. Renner, talking about his should have won an oscar for that
0: (laughs) by the way shout i i saw a video of him uh working out lately and recovering from his injury i just want to say heads up to you know good job on jeremy renner for getting out there and and making a good comeback man
1: yeah we know you're listening so anytime you want to come on the show just let us know you can get a seat right right here here. you can just talk about whatever you want and have me movies anything anything we'll do stuff too yeah what does Chris Evans smell like? I know, right? Um, <laughs> all right, well, this has gone on long enough. I'm going to give Mission Impossible 2 a slow-mo shot of t- somebody firing two pistols with white doves. There you go. That is about the highest praise you can almost get That's here about it. You've been watching, my friend. I fully, I, I really do. I'm glad I watched this movie again,
0: <laughs> You sound real excited. I, I
1: wasn't. I, I was like, this movie
0: fucking rules. There's a, <laughs> it slows
1: down in the middle, but I'm telling you, the last 40 minutes right when he gets to the island when he storms it, I was like, this shit is incredible. Sweet. So, um, I guess that's all I got, man. I've t- I've talked about it with somebody I love, so um, I guess I'm gonna sign out.
0: Yeah, man. This is gonna be the marvelous Mike Dudley, MD3, signing out, saying, "Go watch a movie and talk about it with someone
1: you love." Doves.